Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With monthly costs creeping up, you can break away from Contract TV. Grab a free sat TV box and get over 170 channels, plus all your streaming favorites. Buy now, and you could win a grand of groceries too. Live life free at freesat.co.uk. Our friends, 28th of October 2022, excludes Northern Ireland. Purchase of recordable box via Freesat web store required. Additional fees may apply. TNCs apply. See freesat.co.uk. July 25th, 2015, Gary, Indiana. Suzanne King-Jones would decide to take a nap while her stepdaughter, 21-year-old Diamond Bynum, and grandson, 2-year-old King Walker, also napped. When Suzanne would wake an hour later, Diamond and King were nowhere to be found. It is believed they both left on their own accord, walking away together from the residence, possibly towards a local store for snacks. Despite numerous searches of the city's thousands of abandoned buildings, no sign of Diamond and King have ever been found. A person of interest named leads many to theorise that the pair may have been murdered, but who would murder a disabled young woman and her toddler nephew? This is Diamond and King's story. King and his aunt Diamond vanished from a family member's house in Gary. Family said they awoke to find both missing. Diamond, while 21, has the mental capacity of a five-year-old. At the time, police and family searched all throughout Gary and beyond. King's mother searched too. I'm told five years later she still breaks down over the disappearance of her son. Diamond Daisy Bobby Monet Bynum was born February 18, 1994 to parents Eugene Bynum Jr. and LaShawn Walker. Diamond would be one of seven children, and her family would describe her as being happy and she enjoyed life. Her favourite colour being purple, and she loved nothing more than playing on her tablet and helping her family cook and bake in the kitchen. Her father Eugene would later state that Diamond bonded with her stepmother over their love of cooking programmes on television. The family would live in Hammond, Indiana. Unfortunately, Eugene and LaShawn would split, with Eugene later going on to marry Suzanne King-Jones on January 22, 2010. Just to confuse things a little, Suzanne is also referred to in some contemporary news articles as Michelle King-Jones. However, for the sake of consistency, we will refer to her as only Suzanne in this episode. Eugene and Suzanne would be Diamond's primary caregivers from the time she was 14 years old. Diamond would graduate from Hammond High School, despite many barriers. Her father would later state in interviews that Diamond could not read and write, and she struggled to communicate with people outside her trusted circle that she had a mental capacity of someone around five years old. 
This is due to diamond having Prada Willi syndrome. Those with this disorder generally have slow mental development, are of small stature, and have a constant sense of hunger. If Diamond was not kept supervised, she would just eat until she made herself throw up. Diamond was also taking medication every day to help keep a handle on her emotions, and she could be a danger to herself and others if she did not take it. Diamond had previously taken food from shelves at grocery stores and gas stations, and then she would hide in the bathroom to eat it. People with prada Willy syndrome have been known to eat garbage out of the trash bin, as well as non-food items. Because of this, Diamond had to be supervised at all times. However, Diamond would be allowed to walk around her neighbourhood in Hammond, but she would easily become confused and easily become lost. Due to being well-known and well-liked in the area, neighbours would assist Diamond in finding her way home. Diamond would also know her father's phone number by heart. Diamond walked with a distinct limp, due to having a disability where one leg was bowed. However, she would also walk with one arm bent up higher than the other, and because of these disabilities, she could not walk for long distances. King Rajan Walker was born May 11, 2013, to Joshua Williams and Ariana Walker, Diamond's sister. It is not clear in our research when Diamond and Ariana's relationship broke down, but they were no longer together at the time of King's disappearance, with Ariana having full-time custody of King. King would be described as being bubbly, confident and intelligent beyond his years. However, at the time of his disappearance, he did have limited language skills and could only say a handful of words. He loved the Disney movie Cars. He loved running around and being chased. Every night he would fall asleep to his mother singing his favourite John Legend songs. But most of all, out of everything in his little world, he loved his grandfather Eugene and his aunt Diamond. Ariana wanted the best for her son, and like most mothers, she wanted to give him the world. She wanted him to have more than she did when she was a child. She started weekend classes in cosmetology in Chicago, about 24 miles away from her home. And because of this, every weekend King would go stay with his grandparents, much to the delight of King and Diamond. It has been said that King and Diamond were more like playmates, and they were very close. Diamond liked playing second mother to King, and she was very protective over her nephew. February 2015. Eugene would move Suzanne and Diamond to Gary, Indiana, with the hopes of saving enough money to purchase their own home. Now, unfortunately, Gary, Indiana is not a desirable place to live, it is basically the opposite of La Vista, Nebraska, we spoke about in the Ryan Larson episode. Because Gary, Indiana is regularly featured in the top 10 most dangerous cities in the United States, and something like one-fifth of the population lives below the poverty line. The city itself is filled with urban decay, with thousands of abandoned buildings. 
for On Contract TV, grab a free sat TV box and get over 170 channels, plus all your streaming favourites. Buy now and you could win a grand of groceries too. Live life free at freesat.co.uk. Our friends, 28th of October 2022, excludes Northern Ireland. Purchase of recordable box via Freesat web store required. Additional fees may apply. TNCs apply. See freesat.co.uk. Saturday, July 25th, 2015. Eugene would wake early as normal and go to work. This left Suzanne at home to care for both Diamond and King. Suzanne would give King his morning snack and bathe him sometime between 10 and 10.30. The three would then all go for a morning nap. Now, there has been some speculation online why the three would nap so early in the day. Now, personally, I don't think that much of it. King was still quite young and not with his mother. We don't know. Maybe he didn't sleep well the night prior, meaning the rest of the household may not have slept well either. I know from when my kids were a similar age to King that if you can catch up on even an hour's sleep when your toddler is asleep, you do it. The police report states that all three napped in the same room, but we have also seen reference to Suzanne sleeping on the couch whilst Diamond and King slept in one of the bedrooms in several contemporary news articles. Suzanne would wake between 10.30 and 11am, so probably less than an hour later, only to discover an empty house and her stepdaughter and her grandson missing. The front door was unlocked. After a quick search around the property and surrounding areas, she would call 911 to report Diamond and King missing at 11.12am. the Gary Police Department would respond to the call, Suzanne telling the police that she thought Diamond had taken King for a walk, possibly to the local shop so she would have when they lived in Hammond. Unfortunately, for reasons that are not clear, the police did not immediately arrange an official search for the pair. The family were even told at one point that their investigators did not work on the weekend, which blows my mind at how frustrated the family would be already. Knowing that Diamond could not walk far or fast, especially with a toddler in tow. At this point, no Amber Alert or Silver Alert was issued. The fact that no Amber Alert would be ever issued is something that is heavily criticised by family and online sleuth. To be classified for an Amber Alert, a case must involve a missing child under the age of 18. The child must believe to have been abducted or endangered. There must be enough descriptive information for the Amber Alert. And the police department whose jurisdiction the case falls under, they must be the ones to request the Amber Alert to be issued. Now, in the case of the Gary Police Department, they did not. They would later claim it was because Diamond was also missing, being the reason no Amber Alert was requested. Because of her age which is baffling to me because King was just as missing as she was. Now, a silver alert would eventually be put in place, but not until August 2nd, 2015, more than a week since Diamond and King were last seen. Now, considering the police weren't going to help them, throughout the weekend, the family, along with a few volunteers, would go from door to door themselves, they would begin searching the city's more than 15,000 abandoned buildings. 
Eugene would later tell reporters that to this day, more than six years later, they have not searched every abandoned building, due to the sheer number that exist in the area. Monday morning, July 27, 2015. The Gary Police Department would finally begin their search, starting with the home and extending to the immediate neighbourhood, handing out missing persons flyers. Several tips would be received at this point, and these would be the only reported sightings to this day. Unconfirmed sightings would place both Diamond and King at a McDonald's on 5th and Grant and Gary. Surveillance footage would be viewed from this McDonald's, but neither Diamond nor King could be seen in any of the footage. In the days that followed, a sighting of Diamond without King at a local scrapyard collecting cans. I really don't give much stock in this sighting. I don't believe this scrapyard sighting was after Diamond and King went missing. And I don't believe, from everything the family has said, this is something that Diamond would do. Another sighting that police would receive would place both Diamond and King at an unspecified bus stop in Hammond, with an unspecified person giving her $50 for food. Again, considering the tipster could not name the bus stop or give a description of the person giving Diamond money, which, to be honest, $50 is a decent amount of money to give a complete stranger, I would take this sighting with a grain of salt. A man and his wife would later report seeing Diamond and King in Chicago's Roseland neighbourhood at a White Castle, They would tell the media they were positive who they saw was Diamond and her nephew. Again, the ability for Diamond to make her way the 30-minute bus commute to Chicago is something I doubt, especially considering the family are insistent that Diamond had a mental capacity of a five-year-old. She would be somewhat familiar with Chicago, considering this is where Diamond's mother LaShawn now lives but I'm not confident this sighting is of Diamond and King. Tuesday, July 28, 2015. Gary police are joined by Lake, Porter and Jasper County commands to assist in the searches, also joining the search the following day. Multiple requests for volunteers to help would fall on deaf ears, with only three volunteers showing up on a good day to continue the searches of the abandoned homes. A retired Porter County Sheriff deputy and his bloodhound would spend two hours searching the area. Diamond's scent would be tracked from her home to an alley that ran behind the home, but this scent would be lost about a mile away at railroad tracks that crossed Clark Road and 9th Avenue, Now, there is a gas station there, a Golo gas station. This would lead us to believe that Diamond, with or without King, got into a vehicle there. But here is where things get a little hinky in the story. According to the police's version of events, they requested the CCTV footage from the Golo gas station several times, but the owners refused. And then by the time they got a subpoena to access the footage, Well, the footage from July 25th had been recorded over, because the gas station only held the footage for 10 days due to storage limitations. But according to the gas station's version of events, the police actually did see the footage, not once, not twice, but three times. 
they requested to take the footage into evidence within that 10-day time frame, but they never came back to get it. And then when they did come back, the footage had been recorded over, and this is where our stories meet. Regardless of the intensity of the search, depending on who you ask, the official search was called off nine days in, on August 3rd, 2015, with Gary Police Lieutenant Thomas Porlock reporting to the media that all their resources had dried up, and no further searches would occur unless they received a tip from the public. And from our research, there has not been an official police-organised search since. Personally, I do find it hard to be overly critical of the police in this case. From what I can see, they did follow up on every lead given to them, and after the initial delay, they did put all their resources into looking for Diamond and King. And when there isn't any trace, what can you do? The family must have and still feel frustrated and let down, but the police only have so many resources and when there are no leads, they cannot continue to search indefinitely. Is it fair? No. But it is the reality of the situation. That same day, August 3rd, 2015, the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children would become involved in the case, and they would assist the family by creating flyers to get the story out to more of a national level. It would be around this time Eugene did an interview with the media, to state there were more than 21 registered sex offenders that lived within a mile of their home. Police were adamant that all were questioned and cleared, and a $1,000 reward was made available for any information leading to the whereabouts of Diamond Bynum and King Walker. What seemed like a major break in the case came August 14, 2015, when a person of interest was named, 31-year-old Terence B. Williams, otherwise known as Dollar. Police announced that Williams was wanted for questioning for his involvement in the disappearance of Diamond and King. Williams is African-American and around 145 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Police announced that Williams was wanted for questioning for his involvement in the disappearance of Diamond and King. Williams is African-American and around 145 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. The reason police wanted to talk to him was because Williams was known to frequent the area where Diamond and King went missing, but he had since gone missing himself. According to court records, Williams faced a felony charge for operating a vehicle whilst intoxicated with a passenger under the age of 18 on July 17, 2015 in neighbouring Lake County. At the same time, he already had a misdemeanour for a case from earlier that year, for operating a vehicle whilst intoxicated, driving while suspended, and having a child restraint violation. Williams also had a felony charge in October 2014, but that had been dismissed. Strangely, though, just two weeks later, without further explanation, on August 28, 2015, Gary Police reported they were no longer interested in speaking with Williams, and he was no longer considered a person of interest in the case. September 10, 2015, the remains of a toddler were found, 
and I imagine King's family would have feared the worst. Authorities would release a sketch of the toddler who was found dismembered in Garfield Park in Chicago. And even though law enforcement stated they did not believe there was a link between King and the remains, DNA samples were submitted by Chicago police to FBI headquarters in Quantico for comparison. It would take one whole month before it was determined that the remains were not that of King Walker. The remains would belong to another missing child from Rockford, Illinois. September 29, 2015, more remains were found. The remains of a female body were found in tall grass outside of an abandoned home in Gary's Glen Park neighbourhood. This time, the family would not have to wait long for a positive identification. The following day, authorities would identify the remains as belonging to another recent disappearance. The following day, authorities would identify the remains as belonging to another recent disappearance that of missing 61-year-old mentally challenged local woman, Caroline Ribston. Cause of death would be from blunt force trauma. She was also sexually assaulted. In July 2017, 17-year-old Calvin Poston would be charged with Caroline's rape and murder. At the time of the crime, Poston was just 15 years old, and he was questioned at the time but released without charge. Poston would also be charged with the attempted rape and battery of another endangered female from November 2016. It is unclear whether he has ever been questioned in Diamond and King's disappearance. Standing in solidarity outside their home in Chicago, the Walker family maintains hope in the disappearance of King Walker and his aunt Diamond Bynum. Um, I would like to say that we miss you so very much and we can't wait till you come home. Despite five years passing, LaShawn Walker believes her grandson and daughter are alive somewhere. I don't know, I just feel something inside. I don't, I don't feel that they're gone. King was two back in 2015. This age progression image shows what he might look like today. King would have now lost the toddler appearance he had when he went missing. He would also be able to speak fluently now and would have lost those uncoordinated motor skills. In July 2018, the National Centre for Missing and Exploited Children would create an age progression photo of King Walker. And while this may not be exact, it does give us some indication of what King may look like at age five. There are several theories that have been discussed in online true crime and unsolved mysteries forums. One being that the original story is incorrect, and the pair went missing at a different time. I honestly do not subscribe to this theory, and there is evidence that at least Diamond left on the day in question. It is the same with the theory that they were abducted and or murdered in the home. I believe there is far too much pointing towards them leaving the home in that small window on the day they were reported missing. The second theory is that one or both of them have been found, either dead or alive, but have not been identified. I tend to think this is not the case, simply due to the length of time since they were last seen, and the very identifiable features of Diamond. And finally, that Diamond and King left together but met with foul play or died by natural causes, either together or separately. I'm going to play my cards now. I think, if anything, this is the most likely theory. 
whether it was because they were curious toddlers together and explored an abandoned building that either has or has not been searched, and they were injured and just haven't been found, or that Diamond was the target of a sexual assault and King was murdered as collateral damage, or King was taken and murdered, so Diamond had to be killed too because she could identify them. I don't believe this has anything to do with sex trafficking. Diamond would not be docile nor compliant enough to be part of something like that. It would have had to have been a one-off act of violence if there was any kind of sexual aspect to this. I don't believe Diamond has lost weight and walking around out there on her own, any more than King is. Diamond is not capable of being an adult carer for herself or a toddler. If they went off alone, they either came into an accident or foul play. And since no bodies have been found, I think foul play is the most likely outcome. Ariana still has a bedroom set up for King in her home, with his favourite books lining the windowsill. A small basketball hoop is against the wall, and a toddler bed made with Disney's cars, blankets and stuffed animals, a bed that King would be far too big for now. Eugene and Suzanne still hold out hope too. Eugene has stated the only phone number Diamond knows is his, and he still answers every unknown call just in case it's his daughter. Quote, We miss you and love you so much. We can't wait until you're back home with us. Unquote. Diamond Daisy Bobby Monet Barnum was 21 years old at the time of her disappearance. She was 4 foot 8 and between 210 and 230 pounds. Diamond is African-American with brown eyes and black hair with gold highlights. She was last seen wearing a white top and blue jeans. Diamond has a bowed leg that causes her to walk with a pronounced limp. She would also walk with one arm bent. Her teeth are very misaligned. Diamond has Prader-Willi syndrome, which causes her to have the mental capacity of someone around five years old. Her communication is very limited, and without her medication, she may not have control over her behaviour and may be a danger to others and herself. If Diamond is still alive today, she would be 27 years old. King Rajan Walker was two years old at the time of his disappearance, and around 34 pounds. King is African-American with brown eyes and black hair that was styled in dreadlocks when he was last seen. He was last seen wearing a blue t-shirt and red shorts. If King is still alive today, he would be eight years old. If you have any information regarding the disappearances of Diamond Bonham and King Walker, please contact the Gary Police Department on 219-881-1260. If you have your own thoughts on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook. Like the page so you don't miss any episode, and join the discussion group to share your ideas and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, and on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please share on your social media of choice, and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. 
This week's episode was researched, written, hosted and producted by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. costs creeping up you can break away from contract tv grab a free sat tv box and get over 170 channels plus all your streaming favorites buy now and you could win a grand of groceries too live life free at freesat.co.uk our friends 28th of october 2022 excludes northern ireland purchase of recordable box via freesat web store required additional fees may apply tnc's apply see freesat.co.uk